Welcome to What If, a podcast rooted in love, joy, and wild possibility. I am your host, Kelly McEntee. special and special to me guest that I want to bring to you. Her name is Heather Wagner. Heather was a coaching client of mine, and I thought she would be so fun for you all to hear from as a person who has done the thing that scares us so much. Or some people, like they do it so easily. They like just say like, oh, I just quit my job. It's no big deal. But for some people, it can feel like a big deal. When we think about the identity that we have wrapped up in our job, we think about the expectations. And we also think about like the comforts of our current lifestyle of when we think about like what it means to step away from our job. And so Heather is a coaching client of mine who we worked through that amongst many other big things in our coaching time together. Um, and so I wanted to, to bring Heather to you to just share some insights as to what that experience was like for her, where she's at now, um, and kind of like what's next, what's on the horizon. So Heather, welcome. I would love for you to just introduce yourself and we'll we'll take it away. Fabulous. Thank you, Kelly, for having me, first of all. Super excited to be here and get to share a little bit about my story, and I hope that it can just impact others. There may be something, a little glimpse that they hear um, from the journey that I've been on that they can take away and see that benefit from coaching and how just important it is to have that support walking right alongside of you. Yeah. And I want to touch on too, when, so before we hit record, Heather and I were talking about um, just some questions I was maybe going to bring up and kind of the flow of our conversation today. And um, Heather talked about like being prepared or not prepared or, you know, like just making sure we, we say the right things because a lot of people are going to be hearing this and you don't want to fumble over your words or, or any of that sort of stuff. But also I want to point out Heather for a very specific reason, because there's some things probably by the time that this episode comes out, we're recording it um, end of July right now, but it'll be out later. Um, there will be a digital magazine. This is my first official announcement of it on the podcast coming out. And it came from, it came so unexpectedly in the sense of like, when you think about planning what you're going to be doing and creating that Heather heard one of my podcast guests say, I am the founder of which made Heather say, I want to someday say I am the founder of. And just to me goes to show like we never know like how the words that come out of our mouth, especially the unexpected ones, how they can help other people. And so um, just to share, like listen to this whole conversation with open ears um, and know that you never know what nugget like might stick out to you about this conversation that will make you like turn on a light bulb for yourself and say, hmm, maybe I could have that for myself too. Um, so I just wanted to share that as well. So Heather, when you think about um, like when you and I connected for coaching, what was it that you were really like looking to, I was going to say, what were you looking to change? But I want to change that question a little bit knowing as being the coach that walked through you with through your journey through this what were you 
I would say almost like proactively looking to protect. Ooh, juicy, deep. Okay. Oh, I honestly believe at that time when I was searching, actually, I was watching Kelly. I was watching Kelly on social media a lot and I was seeing she's got this magic bean to help me with something. And I saw, I think what I was really seeing at that time was the joy and love that she was sharing. And so what I feel like then that I was trying to protect was my identity. At that time in my life, um, I had been driving the career van heavy and hard and pushing that gas pedal to the floor. Um, and it had served me in huge ways. I had climbed the ladder throughout the organization that I was in um, through success planning. They wanted me to take an even higher level, et cetera. And for me, being driven, I was like, yep, okay. But there was something that was really hesitating me unwillingly taking that next step. And life was providing me opportunities that I could, but that hesitation was hot and heavy. And so I was trying to figure out how do I keep that identity of this career-driven woman and who succeeds and does all of these things with the most beautiful joy that came into my life, which was my son. And so at that time, I was so driven and wanted to keep my identity as a career woman, but I also fully wanted to slow down. I wanted to have a slow, relaxed, calm life. And it was difficult as I knew where I was, how hard I was pushing. I didn't have a clue how I could do that. How, how can I do this? So along comes social media, you know, flipping through, watching things. And I see Kelly talking about different pieces. And I was like, okay she's getting this or she's figuring this out or something like, I know I need a part of this too. I know I need someone to help me to figure out now, who am I? Um, I'm now a mother. I'm a wife. I am still in a career. I'm still driving for those things. Um, I had just, you know, I was finishing up my master's, um, all of these achievements. And then those achievements were fabulous, but also I wanted, I wanted more. And that more was the exact opposite of everything I've done in my life. And so really, again, it was protecting the identity, but figuring out actually now, who am I? And who do I fully want to be for me and not for what society says I should be? Because society is saying, keep going up that ladder, you're doing it, you're succeeding, you're making all these things. Um, but instead, I did a complete flip. <laughs> yeah. I sacrificed a lot to come down and that come down has been awesome. Yeah. Well, and like society is, it's really like a damned if you do, damned if you don't sort of message. It's like, mm -hmm. be the career woman, be the career woman, go, 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 hustle, 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 do it. Like climb the ladder, like the opportunities are there, like go reach for them. Like that's one side of the coin that we as women face and then on the other side is like oh you're going to work and yes. you have a baby and you're not like making that your whole world everything all the time 100 like how are you and it's so confusing and such a battle to go through and to try to find like where's my footing amongst all this and it's like the question from me like you sharing this too 
like the question it seems like you were facing was like kind of like this contrast of like how do I continue to be who I love to be which is a high achieving efficient innovative impactful person while also like slowing down and savoring the moments that like life has given me with this sweet cute little baby and knowing that like these moments pass by um that that's kind of where I see like where the intersection was is like how do I navigate this yes a thousand percent a thousand percent and and really shifting in my mind to get an understanding of slow is so efficient where before Mm -hmm. I thought speed and I have all these things I have to do and I'm so busy and I all the emails and all this that and the other that was like the achievement level and then I could do like such amazing things but it was actually when I slowed down and allowed myself the ability to have the space to think and cut things out that were no longer serving me that I became even more efficient and was and are able to deliver even more um, out into the world that I want to deliver and so that journey came through to the walk that we were on together of having somebody alongside of you because you're right Kelly that you you're in this world of like what you're a mom and you're going to do this this and this but like oh but now you're at a job so how are, how are you a mom like this just confusing state and it's such an unfortunate piece and i feel like as women especially as moms our villages are so tiny now Um, and so finding and having that support is just huge. Um, and just knowing somebody's in your corner for me, it was having somebody who was non-judgmental, who was there to support me and who was there to ask me questions for what I wanted, um, to figure out in my own life, not a, let me give you my opinion about this, but Mm -hmm. like, let me help you to figure out what exactly you want to fully live and be your full self. And that, that was a huge support for me. Yeah. And I think too, as you're sharing that as well, I think about like, uh, you're talking about like having a person to bounce off questions or your ideas or like, like allow you to have your full on thought process, like occur, right? Like we can't always finish a thought. Um, I think too, like, I love my husband and I know you love your husband and, but sometimes like coming to them with their ideas, at least of mine, he's, he asked me, he's like, do you keep track of all of your ideas? I'm like, well, don't worry about the number of ideas. Just listen to this one. <laughs> um, that they maybe too, like our partners are great, but they have this sense of like need to fix it or need to like, okay, let's go with it. Instead, sometimes as women, we just need space to process, like to talk through mm-hmm. and to even like have a question asked to us sometimes this most simple question like why like why why do you want to do that like can stop you dead in your tracks because you're like oh my gosh I have never thought about why why does this matter um okay so for Heather for you two I think I want to bring it back to you or like talk a little bit about like where you're at now in your career and you don't have to like name your employer or name your past employer or anything like that like this is not at all a conversation where we are digging up dirt or or like airing out any grievances or anything like that but I love 
your story of where you are because how you quit your job, like we, you were in a position where you were like slotted to be promoted and promoted again. And like your leadership was seen and needed and validated. And yet there was this, like you said, like this resistance within you that like, I don't know if this is right for me. And you did something that we coached you through, which was change um, careers completely, um, take a significant pay cut to allow this career change, um, which for that, for a lot of people, isn't even a thought that might occur to them. It's like, well, the the trajectory is that you um, you take one step, then you take the next one, and let you're always you look at growth as the sense of like growth in the um, income, growth in the responsibilities, growth in our schedule, like all of these different things. And for you, I think where a real area of growth for yourself was to like really get clear on like what your values were and where like, it doesn't matter what the pay is if my time is going to be sacrificed in a certain way or if it doesn't align with my values and your values as a mother were emerging more and more clearly and deeply. So um, like in your own words, I'd love to just hear like what, what happened for you when you were kind of in this position of like noticing, huh? Even just noticing like and surrendering to like, I think this promotion that's like expected of me isn't what I'm going to choose. Mm-hmm. Oh, yes. We're going back. We're living. Here we go. So it was um, honestly for me, like I said previously, it was kind of difficult because I'm on this road of moving that direction. But there was something even before I had my son, there was something that was kind of hanging on me internally, like within my body that I could just feel for myself was not right. But I couldn't name it. I couldn't identify what it was. And so Along my journey, I had, I had grown the ladder. I had um, been in a leadership role and then I had finished my master's degree and next step would be, yep, take that next step on up. But actually my gift to myself, to my family, to the world, to everyone was, I thought, oh, I've got a master's degree. I have to take the next step up, but it actually opened a new door for me. It allowed me an opportunity into a new adventure it was a significant pay cut. That was a hard thing to walk through. There was a lot of back and forth of what does that look like, but I can keep going. I can keep striving in what I'm doing. Maybe I can somehow cut this back. Yeah. And I want to just, pieces. I want to add in too, like part of our coaching together um, um, at the start was like really coaching on like your money values and that yes. um, like the, the pride the pride and the judgment, like, cause like, let's be honest, like we all have our judgments and we all have pride about what we're doing. And that was a big part of before this job change even came was like, we were having conversations about like our, your narratives or our own narratives around yes. like our values around money and spending and finances and, and all of that sort of stuff too. Um, so it's like the foundation was already being set for this next inevitable thing. Yes, a hundred percent. And like, I think one of my biggest takeaways during all of that was learning about where my own scarcity mindset was coming into. And so like, 
how was I being impacted? What would this look like um, from those realms? But also then being able to get exactly what I wanted. So I knew I wanted slower. And in the environment I was in, um, I was responsible for a 24-7 unit. And so that meant weekends, nights. It didn't matter um, that I was off the clock because I was still responsible for that. And so I knew that was gonna leak into or could leak into my family time. And my value there was that was a non-negotiable for me. I was not going to allow um, my, my work to continue into that avenue of my life. And so I wanted to figure out my different routes. So from there, I'm really exploring too with Kelly, like, what are my gifts and what do I really love about them? And I had been doing that quite a bit too, through different leadership trainings and like different personal development, et cetera. But it was really, it's great to take in all the education, but it's really when you put the action into place that you really, you get in there and get down and get dirty um, and really figure it out. And so for me, having the opportunity open, um, so I went from medical world to, um, I was actually in a counseling, a counseling center, a behavioral health counseling center, um, to a community college. And in that community college now, um, I have some of those same roles, but not to that same level. I have the beauty now of instead of supervising a bunch of staff, I get to supervise peer tutors and peer mentors. Um, so I get to work directly with those college students. Um, and I also get to coach. So I'm a success coach there. And so part of my role is to successfully assist those college students to get through their their journeys and for me I found my gift was in that area of coaching being able to share with them and help people get to where they want to go and to fully be themselves interestingly enough I should have been able to pick up on this while I was working on my master's because every every class we had to do like a reflection and every time I would talk about how I want to help people to live their best lives and I wasn't even able to put those pieces together for myself until Kelly and I really started diving into this together and really seeing it and having somebody else show shine that light on that area for me was a huge help. And, and to go back to what you were talking about with husbands, um, I love my husband to the utmost. And he is so supportive. And what he would always tell me if I wanted to have these types of conversations is do what you want to do. And at that time, I didn't have a clue what I wanted to do. I didn't know. So I needed some of that instead of that, like, you have the answer, go. I did, but I needed some different help to get to it. So love him, but also knowing he was not my avenue to have these deeper conversations with and to really get to the core of what I was needing. And it actually, I think, has been a huge help for our own marriage. Um, one, not to have those types of conversations to that level together that we felt like we needed to help each other in that sense mm -hmm, mm -hmm. but to be able to spend that time focused on me so then I can be such a better wife too for him yeah when you like fill up your own self like you radiate we talked a lot about in our coaching together like the difference between like presence and radiating too like yes like to be present is to like be there and to listen and we want that as well but like when you when you then have this space to like flush out more things about you and see yourself you can like step into that and that's like radiance um and there's something that you were just how you're talking about like your values and seeing that and like kind of we have this thought of like oh 
duh, like once we hear it, it's like the light bulb turns on and like somebody shows it to us. And that makes me think of um, this quote I read in a book. I can't remember who said it, so don't quote me exactly. But I basically was like the eye cannot see its own eyelashes. And that's like the power of conversation too, is like, yeah. and I had so, like, I had some like, Heather and I had a prior relationship and friendship in, in different areas, but not like years and years and years deep friendship. Like I didn't know the ins and outs of all of your life and everything, but like there's like this value in having somebody see you and know you and hear things and catch things and to like bring them back to you and point them out where it's like you were saying, like you're talking with your husband, like I don't thank you for your support and having me like go do what I want, but like what? do I want? What do I want? And sometimes it's like, even we know what we want to, but it's like this permission to, to have that or to allow ourselves to want that. And so Mm -hmm. um, I think there's so much value there. And one thing I wanted to touch on too, and this is something that I've thought a lot about for my own self of like, what has been like my process of stepping away from my job? And for me, it's like, my body knew years before, oh, it's the job was like the thing that needed to change. Like I was thinking as I've been putting out this program called Resign Design that helps people step away from their jobs. I cried. Uh, I was, I remember it vividly. I was wearing a striped dress it was a Wednesday morning. I was blow drying my hair, going to go hop on the bus because I took like the Metro transit to work. I worked in downtown um, Minneapolis. And I actually, I like, I liked my job. I liked my coworkers. I liked a lot of the things happening like that my job held. It wasn't my job. It was like me. I didn't, I just didn't want to be there. It wasn't the right fit. And that's nothing against the job I was going to. But I just remember that morning, like crying, blow drying my hair, just feeling so like confused and like I'm continuing to go to this place. I know there's potential here. I know I love the people I work with. I know that there's a lot of good things about this place, but within me, something feels off. And it took like my body knew that I think like four years before I even like responded to what my body was telling me. I'm like, Kelly, you're meant to create. You're meant to like make your own thing, do your own thing. And that's not always the path for everybody, but like I'm sensing more and more that it is. And even for you, Heather too, like you're where you're at right now is like your current after of what was your before, but it's also a before of something next. And so I think that's like the power of this work is like we, it's just one step in surrendering. It's like the next step of saying yes to the next thing and the next thing. And we don't know where it's going to take us. I bet you like you had no idea you were going to be sitting where you are sitting working right now when we started together, like, or even when you were finishing up your master's degree or finishing college or or any of the journeys and like the end points where you were at in your life, you had no idea where it would lead you but it's an act of saying yes to your body like okay my body is telling me to like slow down pump the brakes on on this next step I'm going to listen and I'm going to ask why and that itself 
takes like so much courage for somebody to do. So I acknowledge you too for like just stepping out and and noticing like and honoring your body. I think that's a part that gets missed is like, you know, it shows up in different ways. It shows up in the procrastination. It shows up in like the stress of our commute to work. It shows up in the irritation when we walk in the door home from work. It shows up in um, wanting to work out excessively to not wanting to work out at all that like there's so much that if we slow down and listen we can just ask ourselves why we can really get clear on like what is the right next step for help um so I don't know I just really like dropped in a little bit of a a preach there but anything like in sharing that anything kind of coming up or resonating um with you about that yeah thinking back I can tell like again within the body like that there was just something and like even as you explained it a little bit more just during this time together now thinking about like even within my body now I know there's something more um and like just not having that name for it yet which is okay because it's beautiful especially as you like I always think about as we're driving so the other day I was driving to work I take my son to daycare about 15 minutes from our home and then have to come back to the same town that we live in um, for uh, work, which is, it's beautiful because I love my daycare provider. And so, but on the way back, I was watching more out of my rear view mirror than I was out of the front windshield, which I should have been because there was a storm that was coming. And it was like, it was just like encroaching. Like you could tell it was dark, but then it just kept getting darker and darker. And you felt like you were just getting closed in. So I'm like watching my rear view mirror the entire way. And during that time of that storm, it made me think about how much like we don't stop to turn around and look or look in that rear view mirror to see where we've come from mm. and then sometimes connect the dots on that path in the moments I think we get into this place of like gosh I just don't know I don't know what's happening I don't know what's next I don't know I don't know it's okay because as you can see like usually your path it all connects and it all connects as to exactly how it should be and where it needs to go and I think that part of that listening And it's different for everyone. For me, it's really getting into nature. It's being outside. It's listening. Like, um, if anyone is spiritual, I feel like that's where I hear God best is there. Um, It's not in a structure for me. It's being outside of really stopping to listen and hear like, here's what you're created for. Here's what's next. Here's that adventure. And having those reflective times is so key. And, and just to have that slowdown of listening. I feel like listening is a piece that is not great in our world. Mm-hmm. <laughs> There's a lot of responses that we're either ready to defend ourselves or we're ready to just ignore what someone's talking about. And we don't take that time to fully listen. And the words that we're saying are not really where that message is coming out. And so um, having that for ourselves too. If we know in a conversation that our words aren't really what we're hearing, knowing that within our bodies, like when something's doing something, there's something more to listen for and to dig into. Mm -hmm. Um, And so 
knowing that that helps drive in those different directions too and and knowing there's support out there for you that you don't have to do it alone Mm -hmm. of figuring out like why do I feel off or why do I feel like there's something else there's others out there like Kelly and so many others to help support in that area to figure it out together and I and I think there's such beauty in that and so much to celebrate in doing that for yourself Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think too, just like the act of listening is so, um, it's a lost art, but we can bring it back so easily. I was just on a training um, last week, actually, where it was about us like speaking and using our voice. And 90% of the training was talking about listening. Like, where Mm. are we always trying to come up with the next words? Where are we in, instead of listening, we're, we're trying to come up with the next words. We're trying to relate our story. We're trying to be heard. Um, but the person that was leading this training, she was talking about like, like, let that go. Just drop like the need to necessarily be heard and, and be in the moment. And remember, like you have two ears and one mouth, like two ears, mm-hmm. one mouth, listen and let your listening do the speaking for you. Like, just how you're talking about like being out in nature is like God's kind of like messenger to you. Mm-hmm. And she talked about like being in a room or being in a space where maybe you were, and I know this for myself too. Like I try to, I'd notice I shut down when I'm in a larger setting of like, I don't really care to fight, to speak, to have my words, but yet I'm in my head a lot of like, oh, I would say this, or I would say that, or if somebody would shut up for a second, I could say something like that. That is the inside of my brain. And then hearing this training, she really like helped bring it back to like, when you listen and let go of the need to speak, the need to be heard, the need, and don't get me wrong, we have power in our voices and like, let's speak and be heard. But also like how she described it was these people you're listening to are like God's image of you coming through them. Like they're Mm. speaking to you when you listen to them. They're bringing you a message that you need to hear or, or even like a, like if your body responds and, and resists something a person says, like that's a signal to your deeper truth, to your deeper like knowing. Yes. And so to really allow yourself like the practice of listening and it can go two ways, right? Like just like we talked about, it's like listening to your body, like slowing down, stop trying to fight it. Just like, what are you telling me? Even to just like, some work we've done is like to notice the sensation in your body. Like, where are you feeling like a tension or a lightness? Is it in your chest, your head? Like to just like tune into like where to locate it and then to like breathe into it is huge. But then also we can apply it to like being in a room in a conversation with people of like, okay, I'm going to like not try to say the next thing. I'm not going to have this pressure to say the right words and I'm going to listen to the person speaking to me and hear yes and like you said it is an art Mm -hmm. but we can learn it and we can do it and it takes the time and the willingness to want to I believe Mm -hmm. and I think that was tying listening back to kind of my whole journey is it was taking the time for myself to learn fully about me, um, to feel that acceptance, to feel heard, to to find that full love, 
helped me in my journey of making this, these career changes and really finding that spot that I, I feel comfortable that I can fully be, fully being me and fully show up in all the areas. And I think in addition to the listening, it was all about the energy. What, mm. what was the energy like? Like I knew I wanted to coach with Kelly because of her energy. I wanted that. I wanted to be able to mirror that and learn that and grow from that. And so for me in that regards of whatever that next step was for me, I needed the energy to be right for it, mm. it for it to work. And to know, again, talking about our bodies in those fields, to know that it felt right in those areas. And so I, I just think there's importance in figuring that out for yourself and knowing like, what is it that really kind of like that passion and like your purpose of really figuring out like, what is it that really drives me and what, what fulfills me and, and what am I looking for and naming it, knowing what you want, putting it out there and naming it. I think one of my most favorite things that you and I did, Kelly, and I intend to do this, I'm going to be teaching a class this fall. And so like during week one or two, we're going to do this, um, is writing a letter to your future self. Mm-hmm. And so for me, I think about like, gosh, how impactful can this be for these college students of this is their very first semester in college. And so they're going to be writing a self, a letter to themselves of what they want that end of that first semester to look like and just who they want to be at that time. And so that they're driving and thriving and moving forward towards that person. Um, actually, just found one of my person. I almost read it before our podcast today of like, oh my gosh, this is back from March. Like, where did I want to be? Um, but I intend to write another because it, it's just, if you guys haven't ever done this, do it because it is like the coolest thing. Make sure to put a reminder in your phone of when to look at it yes. um, mm-hmm. <laughs> so that you don't forget to open it up and read it, but like thoroughly write yourself that letter of where you want to be in three to six months. And I, I was a all or nothing gal and now more of the, I'm an and gal now, thanks to Kelly in regards <laughs> of thinking about, you know, it could change really quickly in two days, life could be completely different in six months. It could be different. And like, don't resist that ride yeah. the wave with it. Mm-hmm. I love that. And how you just said, like, it can change really quickly. Something I've been doing, I, I don't really talk a lot about it, but like there's been this like awareness I've been having of like, so I am a person who on Sunday evenings, I like write out like different things on my calendar for the week. I still use my paper calendar planner for that. Um, just cause I need my brain. I don't know. There's the pen to paper connection. And I like make, make a to-do list of like, these are the things I'd like to do during the week. And like nine times out of 10, my to-do list actually gets done like it's a one day's to-do list. And so yes. I think that's just like the power of like when we are in like doing what we love, doing what we want to be doing and like open to what's next, we do things quickly. But when your body is resisting it, when you're like, I don't like this job, I don't like this work, I don't like, you know, whatever it is you're doing where you're resistance, that to-do list takes a long ass time to complete. Yes. And to notice like, what's up with the procrastination here? Why are we not getting this Mm -hmm. done? Um, Because when you are like 
where you want to be doing what you're doing, you can create so much in such little time that it can truly amaze myself. Like every week, and I'm not saying this to brag, I'm saying this as like a testament to like being aligned with where you are, but like there'll be the Mm -hmm. end of a day or like my work week is kind of Monday through Thursday. Like I get to Thursday and I'm like, sheesh, I like did a lot this week. And like, right. that's too, so too. good, <laughs> right. And not in like a productive, like busy, stay busy, Russell, Russell, yeah. Russell sort of way, but like, damn, I like another week where something was created from nothing. Like that's amazing. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And you have that clarity and space, like that you can do it. Mm-hmm. And, and, and like you said, like, sometimes I feel like we just fill our world with all the things we think we should be doing to like. I'm productive if I look busy or if I'm this or I'm that. And like, we miss the benefit of not being busy and like how quickly things can be created and, and brought out into the world and how impactful that can be. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. That's huge. Okay. Heather, my last question that I love, you've been listening to the podcast too. So maybe you'll know what question is coming. Um, But I love to ask people, um, what are you proud of? What are you most proud of either like for yourself or the work you're doing or like you get to take your interpretation of that question however you would like. Um, but when you think of even just like the journey of where we've been in our time together, mm. what are you proud of? Oh. This came easy, but my brain is like, I'm saying this so that everyone can hear it is toying with like, oh, you should name off all of these things. You should name off all these accomplishments and all this stuff, but it's not. What I am like most proud of is saying yes to myself, mm-hmm. to taking my next step in my own growth and my own discovery and identity and who I want to be by taking that time to work through it. To fit in the like, ugh. I don't want that anymore. And oh, this feels really icky and I don't like it. I just run run away or hide from it. But to be there in it and to work through it, um, to really develop into the version 2.0 or however you may want to say of, of who, who I am today and who continues to grow and develop in those ways. And I think the beauty in that is really that continual awareness that self-love and having that support from others and, and having that right support and having those right individuals around you and, and looking in the direction of where I know I need to go. And that may be shaking things off that aren't working, mm-hmm. whether that's jobs, whether that's friendships, whether even sometimes that's family, like putting those boundaries in place of um, what's needed to be able to be fully me 100% to be able to give that to those I love the most and to the rest of the world too. So yeah, I'm, I'm, I can definitely stand up straight and tall, proud and say, I'm definitely proud of myself. Yeah. That and that kind of makes me want to add on another thing too. And this by no means is this podcast episode intended to be like a testimonial episode either, but like what I'm about to say will totally make it sound like that. So just prefacing that I acknowledge that. Um, but there's 
So I want to talk about too, just like with you saying that, like the return on investment, I think sometimes mm. when people like consider not even coaching with me, just coaching with anybody or getting any sort yes. of help for themselves is they really question or want to see value in the return on investment. And when we look at, and actually I just am having a conversation with somebody right now where she's like, I don't know, because I'm creating this thing that I don't know if it's going to like make money or if it's a business or what I'm really necessarily doing with it. So it's, it's hard for her to um, like logic that coaching is the right answer because there's not going to be that like literal, even exchange of return on investment. And like, if we were to look at you, Heather, like if we're looking at return on investment in a literal, like dollar to dollar sense, um, like it, it, necess- it wasn't necessarily that right here and now in this time. Now what you're building and creating for the future, like that little like thing that's percolating inside of you, like there's what's mm-hmm. next for sure that this work will like lend itself to that. But like return and investment isn't always like money to money. It's not always like mm-hmm. pound for pound mm-hmm. if you're looking at like weight loss <clears throat> or like those sorts of things. So when you think about this too, and I want to go back to also how you said, like the shift for you was like what you're proud of is for you saying yes to yourself. And that goes back to this. Uh, I don't know if it's a quote, a mod or something of like the transaction or the transformation lies in the transaction. Like just the act of you saying mm. and surrendering, like, okay, I'm ready to call in support for this area where I've been feeling at a loss for quite some time. That in itself, let alone before the work of coaching even begins, is huge. And I look at that as like a huge God wink to the world, to the universe of like, okay, like here I am ready for help. Now show me all of the other signs that this is the right thing. And so like non-monetary, what has been Mm -hmm. like your return, your ROI Miss uh, oh. cool mm-hmm. lady, uh, yes. your ROI, your return on investment in saying yes to yourself when you were originally or previously feeling just kind of at a loss of what to do. Oh, I love that question because <clears throat> you're right. From from the the sense at times, and I and I will be completely honest with you guys, investing in myself was hard. It's easy for me to be like, oh, I want to gift my husband this and like think about the money and be like, oh, that's nothing. Or it's easy to say for my son, like, oh yeah, I'm going to get in this and that could cost whatever. No problem. But stopping to invest in myself, what? Heck yeah. no. Like, how could I spend that much on myself? Are you I want to, I want to pause and add too. So Heather, we worked together. We pot, like she completed a container of coaching paused. And then I think we worked together like two more times after or something mm-hmm. like that. But there was one in between where she like said, okay, I want to do this. And Heather, if you can't tell, she's a prompt gal It is <laughs> in her character to take care of business. And in signing up for one of our reiterations of coaching, there was leg, there was like, mm-hmm. there was slowness. And in me, without even reaching out to her or contacting her, like, I just knew you were working through whatever you needed to work through to be ready if you for sure knew you wanted to be ready. And so, like, without even us talking about it, I saw that there is this, like, mental kind of 
game we go through like oh my gosh can I really yes. do this um so I just wanted to like yes say, yeah we talked and we talked about that too I was like what was it yes. like for you this time around to say yes to yourself again and like really yes. process like that that itself again another transformation in the transaction of saying all right let's go again Yes. That first time there was so much guilt. There was so much like hesitation of, again, how can I do that for myself? So when you, when you hear me talk about being proud of myself, this is why this is that exact piece. And so the second round, there was no hesitation at all because I saw in myself, all of the changes I was looking for, the biggest one that I wanted, and I can now say I have it and will continue to have is what legacy was I leaving for my son? And mm -hmm. so through that work, there, you can't put a dollar value on that, you guys. Like, you cannot. There is not any dollar value. Like, I could say this then it was my cheapest way ever to be able to leave him what I want to leave him. Mm -hmm. um, and in the world, in that instance, I remember, um, not to continue like rambling on, but like, I remember being in my undergrad program and like listening to different students talk about like, oh, I knew I wanted to be this because of whatever experience happened to them or something. And always having this like, kind of like victim guilt feel of like, nothing happened to me. I don't know what I want to be like processing through like, who am I supposed to be? Um, but then getting to like this stage where walking through who I am is really taking me down the path of this is this is the gifts you need to share with the world and this is who you need to be and this is who you are not who you need to be this is who you are and this is what you have to share and so getting away from that like hesitation of like oh I didn't have this big shining moment and it's looking back again in that rearview mirror to see no you've had many moments along the road that's leading you exactly and you are exactly in the right place that you are supposed to be in and so again there's that dollar value cannot be calculated to make mm -hmm. it to what it needs to be for the impact on my own life which continues daily um, and the impact I can give out to others. So I love that question because I, I worked through a lot and you guys have heard throughout this time of different scarcity and just different financial values, et cetera, to walk through and how having saying yes to me allowed me then that opportunity to get to exactly where I want to be. Mm -hmm. And so my biggest, my biggest push would be don't hesitate on yourself, put yourself first because let your light shine because your light shines the brightest and you have so much to give. Yes. And I love how you just highlighted too, like the legacy for your son too. And, um, mm -hmm. like how you said, like, it, I think you said like, it's, it was like the cheapest legacy you could leave him in the yeah. sense of like, when we think about like our own path of self-discovery, a lot of our time spent in like um, knowing and understanding and embodying like who we are comes from, at least in my experience, like it, part of that work comes from like not being fully shown in generations past who we are and like the power. And I think of like the power, like the women lineage and like my own family, like yes. the more I started seeing the power of my mom and my grandma and like my great grandma and just like the pioneers that they were, but like was almost like hidden from me, it stifled me from my own self. And so like 
now that when you go through this work of like your own self-discovery, you embody who you are. And that's like such a coachy term, but when you experience it, you know exactly what I'm saying. It's like you embody who you are. And when you live as that, you give your daughters and your sons and the next generations to come that much more power to be who they are because you're okay with who you are and you are big and you're powerful and you're amazing. And there's so much like untapped within you that you can bring out when you can also see that in like the the generations and your own legacy and you decide like, okay, this is the legacy I've been brought up to until this point. And then here's where I want to go moving forward. So, yes. Love it. All right. Well, thank you so much for being a guest on today's podcast, Heather. You are, um, you've just been so fun to work with and go through this together and to see, like, I know, I know like the impact that your family is getting. And especially to like hearing what you're setting up for these curriculum for your students too. Like that just is so like selfishly, it's so satisfying to see that and to see like, because of you like questioning, like, do I want to be here anymore? Like, look at the ripple that's happening. And that is something I don't want like us to ever like dismiss. It's huge. And thank you, Kelly. Thank you so much for having me. It's been a blast and I hope everyone enjoys. Yes. Thank you so much. And we'll talk to you next time. Thank you. 